0: Hi, and welcome to episode 110, running your home like a business. First, let me say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Um, I've been a little out of it for a couple of weeks because we got COVID right before Christmas. So if I sound nasally, it's because my head is about ready to explode. And it's been that way for about 14 days. <laughs> but anyway, we, um, we're we doing fine. Um, but Those of you who have had COVID know that it can tend to take a little while for everything to clear up. So anyway, I wanted to start January with um, the idea of running your home like a business. In our monthly membership, Reimagine Motherhood, uh, we're talking about creating a home management system. And I think it's so important that even if you're not in the membership, I wanted to give you some ideas um, of 37 years of having and not having a home management system. Um, I wanted to give you some things to think about as you begin your year, and maybe you'll find something that you will want to incorporate into your own family management system. Many years ago, many years ago, I went on a retreat and the priest gave meditations throughout the day on how to nurture and live a better interior life, a life of prayer. But then we had a talk from a woman who was a wife and a mother about how to live our exterior life with prayer, but also with professionalism. And in fact, the living of the professionalism turns our work into prayer. The talk was particularly directed to mothers and how they run their home, and the idea was that we should run our home like a business. I love this idea so much because it gave me the why and the how of what Michael and I were doing as we were beginning our family. Rather than getting up each day to what was quickly becoming drudgery and monotony, I now had a bigger focus a bigger mission. My family was my business. My home was my business. God had placed me in this role of, well, I think it's CEO and COO. And with that in mind, I went from moment to moment to seeing our family business in the long range planning mode. And that literally changed everything for me. I had my why, I understood what I was doing, it was professional and I had my why. So I wanna give you some tips on how to do this, how to run your family, your home as a business. First, have a family mission, just as businesses have a mission. Have your own family mission. We needed to create our family mission because it would serve as our identity. So Michael and I wanted a faith-filled, virtue-driven home where our children learned to be friends with each other. We were committed to continuing education in our faith formation, both for Michael and myself and for our children. The learning would never end. We would always learn more about Jesus and his life and learn more about our faith life and the sacraments. We also articulated goals for ourselves and for our children. We knew what kind of education we wanted to give them. We knew what kind of adults we wanted to send off into the world. We demanded a spirit of respect. And when you think about it, there's not a good business that doesn't have a spirit of respect. Respect is critical. In fact, if you have employees or even top-down administration not being respectful of other people, there is this undertone, this undercurrent, which cuts away at the productivity. So a spirit of respect was critical in our family. We wanted to teach our children that excellence in everything was the goal. Always doing your best, whatever your best was, whether it was cleaning the toilet or studying for AP Physics always doing your best. And we wanted professional formation. Michael and his career as an attorney and mine as the COO of our home and then as the educator of our children as we homeschooled for 14 years. Like in a business, all our decisions were made with our family mission in mind. That's what happens in a business. They always go back, the successful ones anyway, Always go back to what is our mission and does this fall in line with our mission? We did the same thing with our home and with the education and the formation of our children. Does this fall in line with our mission? So everything from being consistent with discipline to their schoolwork and family daily squabbles to whether or not they went to certain social events in high school, all decisions were based on our family mission. And I might add that all decisions regarding Michael and me were also based on our family mission. In fact, he left a lucrative career as an attorney because it was not aligning with our family mission. When he went to the next job, he became an in-house attorney rather than private practice. This is very, at the very beginning of our lives together. Um, our daughter asked, us; she was about five at the time, And she said, does daddy have a bed at his new job? Because my husband had not been home for the first five years of her life. I mean, he had been, but you know, he was working 60 hour 70 hour sometimes 80 hour weeks billing out as an attorney. And so she didn't see him very much. And when she said that, we realized, okay, we have to be very conscious of what his profession requires of him and how much we're with our children, because does it align with what our family mission is? So make sure all your decisions are based on your family mission. And if you don't have one yet, stop right now. (laughs) Call your husband, tell him, look, we need to decide what our family mission is and write it out so you know what it is. That will be your guiding star. Showing up as your CEO or COO, I like to say CEO because that sounds like the head boss, the chief executive officer. But in reality, we are the chief operating officer, the COO, or maybe we're both. I don't know. Um, But how do you show up every day? If you were hired in a business, you would need to show up on time, well-dressed, your hair done and your makeup on and ready to work. Is that how you show up in your role as chief operating officer of your home and your children? It's very easy to say, oh, but you don't understand I was up all night or this or that. Or whatever. You know, if you had to be at a job, you would make sure it happened. So find the way to make sure it happens where you show up ready to work and professional because that will make a huge difference in the way you approach your day and in your self-respect and in the way you treat your children and the way they treat you. You will be the boss and they will know it because you will have that aura, that air of professionalism. Now, don't misunderstand me. I am a warm, loving, funny mom and my children and I are very, very close. But I showed up professionally. And they understood that that created uh, an element of respect. And also not just for me, an element of respect, but also for what I was doing as a mother, as a homemaker. And they now as adults see the role of homemaker mother with respect. And I think it's because I demanded it of myself and they saw that. Second thing is efficient systems. In any business, you're going to have efficient systems. If you don't have efficient systems, you lose money. Do you have efficient systems for your home? First, let's start with ourselves. Take time to consider whether your home management system is working, and if not, make changes. Don't just go from day to day complaining things aren't working, complaining things are a mess complaining there's too much clutter. Stop. Decide how you need to change things so that you are operating efficiently. Create routines and habits for each part of your day to make the work more efficient and keep stress to a minimum. When you know you get up at a certain time, And you have a morning routine of doing prayer, taking your shower, getting ready, doing your hair, putting a little bit of makeup on to spruce up your face a little bit and feel good or whatever it is. Maybe you go to mass, maybe you um, do exercise in the morning, um, or maybe you just have coffee and you just have space for your brain and have a little chat with God. Whatever it is that you need to do to be ready for the day before the children get up. If you're getting up when the children get up, you're already behind. Businesses have hours and they open the doors and they're ready when the doors are open for the customers to come in. You need to do the same thing in your business of your home. Be ready so that when your customers or your employees, your children, wake up, you're ready for them and you're not trying to play catch up. It will eliminate a huge amount of stress when you do that. Also in efficient systems, we set expectations for our employees, our children. We need to have expectations for them. Children's behavior will rise to our expectations. Now we do have to be careful that we don't expect more than what they can give, but we do have to stretch them. If we don't stretch them as they're growing up, to rise to expectations, then when they're an adult and they're working for a boss and their boss is saying, okay, now I want to add this role, this responsibility to your job, they're going to flip out. They're going to be like, wait a minute, that's not what I was hired for. Set expectations for your children and then follow through. Train your children well, just like you would train your employees well. Train your children well have specific routines and schedules for them so they know what to expect. And of course, it's very important to to honor and give awards in a sense to your employees, to your children, lots of positive feedback and reinforcement so that they know they're doing a job well done. That will be their motivation. When you set expectations, they reach the expectations and then you give them rewards and lots of love and affection for jobs well done. Give them lots of love and affection anyway. In fact, any good boss, you know, would, would treat employees well. That extra bonus that comes in your check at Christmas, holy cow, that like makes your day even if it's 50 bucks. That's what we want to do with our children. We want to give them little extras, little extra bonuses of love and affection, but also have expectations for them and then acknowledge them when they meet those expectations. Now, in order to do that, we have to teach them good living skills and virtues and home responsibilities, and then hold them accountable and praise them when they make progress. And when we have efficient systems in place, we'll be productive. We'll have scheduled work time with our stated goals. We should write it down, put it in your calendar. Now, you do have to have some flexibility. Any good boss does You know, a problem comes up at work, he might have to put aside or she might have to put aside what she was doing in order to deal with the problem. But we start the day off with stated goals. What are we doing today? Break down your day into the morning, the afternoon, and the evening. What are you doing? Write it down. In Reimagine Motherhood, we're going through creating a good home management system where we figure out what our goals are for the month, we break them down into the week, and what do we need to do weekly to keep our home clean and clutter-free. So as long as we're scheduling those stated goals, we'll be productive. And we have to be committed. We have to be committed. Get it done first thing in the morning, and then you have your day for the flexibility that you may need. If we took out our phone or... Whatever we do that wastes our time, if we did it at a job where we're paid to be there, we'd be fired. Nothing comes before our jobs unless we have a very good reason for it. We have to approach our day the same way. Again, with compassion and flexibility. You know, that's hard. It's hard to know where that line is drawn. But if you have the mindset of, I have a job to do today, I'm going to do it with love and compassion for everyone around me. And if something comes up, I might need to be flexible. You'll get what you need to get done. Also, if you want to be productive, you need to have yearly and quarterly planning board meetings with your husband. Look ahead. Sit down with your husband and plan for the future. Be future focused. How do you envision your family? How do you envision the interior of your home? How do you see your children's behavior? What kind of education do you want for them? When you're future focused like that, then you can bring it down into yearly and quarterly goals and write them down. When they are in our head, they don't usually get done. Write them down and commit to them and step out those goals in order to achieve them. What do I mean when I say step out? Well, You might want to say, I want my whole home decluttered, um, in a month. You could do it, but you're going to have to step that back and say, okay, what do I need to do in the first week? What do I need to do in that first week? What do I need to do on Monday? What do I need to do on Tuesday? Okay. So take your big goal and work backwards on how you're going to accomplish it. Also avoid the stress of the immediate. If we're getting up just waiting for life to happen to us, life will happen to us, and we will not be productive. Create your daily goals. Again, things will come up, but they'll be far less stressful if we already have our homes humming like they should. All right, if you are running your home like a CEO, what about pay? Ah, isn't that the big bugaboo about being a homemaker? You don't get paid anything. Well, let me tell you this. I have worked in a job and I've gotten a paycheck and I have now been a mother. Well, I've been a homemaker for 37 years and the compensation for being a homemaker and a mother has far outweighed any paycheck I have received. It's not a material payout. It's the formation of souls it is knowing that i am contributing to the kingdom of god it is creating men and women who are going to go out into the world to be good men and women productive faith-filled virtuous and ready to have families that repeat the cycle people are shocked to hear we have seven children, three are married, and we have 15 going on 17 grandchildren. I'm kind of shocked by it, to be honest. But when I look at these beautiful families that my three children and their spouses are creating, they're all very different. They all have, um, you know, different, different particulars about each of them, but they all have one thing in common. They want to create a family that is faith-filled and virtue-driven because that's the home that they grew up in and they were happy and they found spouses who bought into it (laughs) and, and want to create that with them. And that's how we fix the world. Our world will not be fixed for the better with the next invention or business idea. Yes, that will create more convenience, and certainly our lives depend on good businesses running well. But our business, the business of the home, is producing good humans, and the more good humans we can produce, the better the world will be as a whole. As a society, we will only become better when more people are better, and contributing good values and morals to uplift all of society that's your payoff. All right. The last thing is time off. Every CEO, if they're good, they take time off. There are CEOs who don't take time off and they are burned out and they are crabby. Ask the employees. There's an atmosphere in the business that can be toxic because people are working too hard and not refreshing and refueling. Well, we kind of have a problem because a mom's work is 24 seven. So we need to be intentional about taking time off and taking time off without guilt, taking time off with che- without checking in with the kids, taking time off, unplugging, make it a priority to make some time every week, time away to recharge and refresh. It could just be a couple of hours. doesn't have to be anything big. You just need to get away and clear your brain. Don't say, I can't. When you say, I can't, then you take away the opportunity to find ways you can. I also highly, highly, highly recommend a yearly retreat, a silent retreat if you can find one. I go on Opus Day silent retreats, and they're, they're like my lifeline every year. And I'm always amazed at women who are like, oh, I could never be silent for three days. I'm like, what? Please give me silence for three days. I can start to think again. Find a yearly retreat and take time away with your spouse, either for dinner or for a walk or for a movie or something. Take time away. Prioritize each other frequently. I will say that Michael and I didn't do a great job of this. Um, And I, if I had to do it over again, we would be more intentional about taking time away. I really would encourage you to do that. It's so important to nurture your partnership, really, your relationship, so that you both can show up for your children at peace and on the same page. And occasionally, if you can, try to take 24, 48 hours completely away. Maybe you have a mother mother a mother-in-law who can watch the children, but you need the time to refresh and regroup Your children will be fine without you. In fact, they will probably love the break from you because they need a break just as much as we need a break. Everybody needs a break from relationships sometimes. All right. So take time off, be productive, know what your pay is, have efficient systems in place, show up as the CEO, and most importantly, have a family mission that Will serve to inform everything you do with regards to decisions you make for your family. All right, everybody, have a great week, and I will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. Do you have a life coach who helps you be the woman you want to be, the woman God has called you to be? Who helps you sort through your marriage or parenting difficulties and helps you create the mindset you need to embrace your vocation? with joy and gratitude. If you're looking for a coach, I would be so honored to help you. Email me at janet at